Good morning, dear faithful, to St. Patrick Parish and Oratory on this Ember Wednesday of Pentecost. This is within the celebration of our week-long celebration of Pentecost. And so this is the final week of our Paschal Tide celebration. And so after this day on Saturday, we will conclude our Easter Tide and we will then begin the time after Pentecost. Today's Mass is being offered for the repose of the soul of Enriquita Piñera, who is my grandmother, and her it's her death anniversary. The, yes, so re, let us uh, recall that the Archdiocese is planning the reopening of our churches and because I'm going to be on retreat, as I've said before, I just wanted to remind everyone that uh, the situation for us will be a little bit delayed. However, I am still contemplating if we can open still for the day of June 8th before I go to retreat. So possibly we will be able to have public mass on June 8th only. So probably 7.30 confessions and 8 o'clock public mass with the limit of 100 people and then the tuesday wednesday thursday i'm not able to have mass here at saint patrick because i'll be away for retreat and hopefully we can i can try to plan for an evening mass on that friday the 12th of june so the monday there's before i leave for retreat we could have a mass at 8 a.m and friday when I return from my retreat that evening, we can probably have a 5 p.m. or 6 p.m. Mass. I will still confirm that and will publish it on a website soon if that is possible. And initially I said we could do it the Saturday, the 13th, but I believe that it might be possible at least to have these two Masses uh, additional uh, for next week. And of course, because I'm away, we will not be able to have Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday Mass. But please know that the intentions that are scheduled during that week will still be honored as I will say my private Mass during my retreat in here in, in that monastery that I'm going to in Connecticut. And, uh, and afterwards, we will resume then the daily Mass schedule after, after I come back from the retreat with a 7.30 a.m. confessions and 8 o'clock Mass. I'm still contemplating whether or not we will continue our live stream during the weekdays. Um, as you know, it's quite uh, a lot of preparation. And usually, the weekday Masses, we only have low Mass without any sermon. So we will, I will still be praying about uh, considering that. But of course, um, in the meantime, we will still be live streaming our Sunday Mass until it becomes uh, publicly celebrated for everyone when the Archbishop allows us that the people can return for Sunday Masses. So there's a lot to plan, dear faithful, and and uh, I ask the Holy Ghost to help me to make the best decision possible for our apostolate here. And so thank you again for being with us during these past several weeks of your support and your prayers, especially for our health, for our spiritual well-being, but also, please know that we do indeed feel connected through this, even though remotely, with the offering of 
a weekly Mass for all of you who are connected. So please know of that great benefit of that. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And with all of what we're experiencing today, let us contemplate especially on the goodness of the Holy Ghost and His manifold blessings that flow from Him, especially during this week, dear faithful. The blessings that come to us from the Holy Ghost are great and many. First of all, He washes away our sins. Secondly, He enlightens our intellect. Thirdly, He strengthens our hope in life everlasting. Fourthly, He helps us to keep the commandments. Fifthly, He counsels us in regard to the will of God. So all of these are the great benefits and blessings that the Holy Ghost can give to us during these times. So first of all, He washes away our sins. The reason for this is because it is the work of the Holy Ghost to renew and sanctify, as it is His work to establish us in the friendship of God. Now the soul is created by the Holy Ghost. For all things which God does, He does through the Spirit. For God created all things by loving His own goodness. Thou lovest all things that are, and hatest none of the things which thou hast made, according to the book of wisdom. Dionysius says that divine love was not diffused without producing its effects. Therefore, it was necessary that the hearts of men, destroyed by sin, should be renewed by the Holy Ghost. Thou shalt send forth thy spirit, and they shall be created. And thou shalt renew the face of the earth. Nor is it surprising that the Holy Ghost purges sin. For all sins are removed, forgiven, through charity. Many sins are forgiven thee, because thou hast loved much, said Christ to the repentant St. Mary Magdalene. Charity covers a multitude of sins. That is why we emphasize a lot, dear faithful, on being charitable in all our ways. And again, it is sad if we do not practice this each and every day, in every little moment that the Holy Ghost inspires us to do it. Secondly, the Holy Ghost enlightens our intellects. Because all things which we know, we learn from the Holy Ghost. But the Paraclete, the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring all things to your mind. Whatsoever I will have say to you, said to you, likewise in St. John's Epistle, let the anointing which you have received from him Abide in you, for his unction teaches you all things. Thirdly, the Holy Ghost aids us, helps us, and encourages us to observe the Holy Commandments. For no one can keep the commandments of God unless he loves God. 
and we will see that these commandments do free us, do liberate us. And for those who think that our religion is just a set of rules of thou shalt nots, well, it is probably because we are not infused with the love and we see the love of God and we don't see uh, without this much needed virtue of love that these commandments do enable us to be happy in the next life, to be more conformed to the will of God, and that we do see the many benefits that God has given to us. If any man loves me, he will keep my word. Therefore, the Holy Ghost causes us to love God. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. And I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh, and I will give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit in the midst of you, and I will cause you to walk in my commandments, and to keep my judgments, and to do them. Also, the Holy Ghost encourages and strengthens our hope in life everlasting. Because he is, as it were, the pledge of our eternal inheritance. Dear faithful, it is always good to meditate on this in practicing that virtue of hope, that hope that we shall obtain life eternal. Yes, we ask God and hope that all things will be better here on earth and that it may that we may be relieved from this soon, whatever crisis we are facing, whether it be what we call the pandemic crisis, right, the virus that has been spreading around the world and infecting people, whether it be the many violent acts, protests that cause us fear because of the impending vandalism that might occur for those people who might take advantage of someone's death, for example, even though how atrocious um, the, that police officer that we had to pray for who had misused his authority to apprehend someone. So let us always remember that there is always limits to what God has given to us and we must use it properly. And if, for example, the authority that was bestowed upon the enforcers of the law had been tempered and been used justly, then this would not have happened, all these violent things. Same thing with us, dear faithful, not just speaking about the current events, but also the struggle with us to choose between good and evil. If we all know the consequences, if we commit evil, then we will not commit them. You see, the more we see the good benefits that if we follow the goodness of God and obey His commandments, the more we should be really motivated to follow Him. But if we are still not yet encouraged to do this, it is probably because we do not, we still need to work on our hope in life everlasting or to be aware that the Holy Ghost does help us in this. That's why we must love the Holy Ghost and increase our charity for the love of God in order for us to know, love, and serve Him. See, you were signed with the Holy Ghost, who is the pledge of our inheritance, for He is our safeguard to eternal life. 
The reason for this is because eternal life is due to man inasmuch as the Son of God has won it for him. And he did it because man is like unto Christ. Now we become like unto Christ when we have the Spirit of Christ, the Holy Ghost. You have not received the spirit of bondage again in fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons. Whereby we cry, Abba, Father. For the Spirit Himself giveth testimony to our spirit that we are the sons of God. Because you are sons, God has sent the Spirit of His Son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Lastly, the Holy Ghost counsels us concerning what is the will of God in regard to us. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches, that I may hear him as a master. So we see the manifold gifts and benefits of truly attaching ourselves more and more to the Holy Ghost. And as we continue during this octave of Pentecost, this first order octave of Pentecost, let us remember the many benefits that God has given to us and never forsake the goodness that He has given to us. And that let us not waste the graces that He has bestowed upon us by, by increasing ourselves and our awareness to follow the will of God. You see, we are destined for things greater than the life here on this earth. And if we are healthy and well, let us thank the Lord. Let us remember too that if we are indeed healthy and strong, then that is a sign that God wants to use our strength to do the best that we can for the perfection of our spiritual life. And also to encourage others who might be depressed during this time or saddened or fearful to help them see that if we conquer our fear by praying to our Lord, by being more confident in our Lord, by trusting in Him, then these fears will be tempered and will not overtake us. So dear faithful, as we wait with joyful anticipation that this church will be opened again for Holy Mass, at least for the daily Masses, from Monday to Saturday at 8 a.m., let us remember that, let us continue to see how much benefits the sacraments were for us. And for those of you who long and desire it, it is a good sign that you are indeed desiring the true nature and value of the sacraments of God. And remember, too, how many people have been saddened that, that the churches have been depriving the faithful of the sacraments. But please know that whatever reasons might have been that the hierarchy had established all of these, let us, not, uh, let us move on from this and continue to see that this is just simply, we will probably look back at this and see, remember those few months when we were on lockdown? It will probably just be a little moment in our history books 
And of course, this is a big learning lesson for all of us to see how the world is very weak and how also probably how we truly are weak as well, all of us, myself included, if it, and we could be strong if we are attached to the sacraments. We see the true nature and value of the sanctifying gifts and sacraments of God. You see, they are not just simply symbols. They're not simply rites of passage of Catholics saying that, oh, we've achieved that level or that. It is not like what the other religions profess where it's just, for example, the Eucharist for them is simply a bread and a grape juice ceremony. Remember, this is truly Jesus Christ and how He will reward us if we are properly disposed, whether we are cleansed you know, from, from sin, from our souls so that we can receive God in the most worthy way. And as we will soon establish our public confession schedule, I hope that people now will take a more, a greater benefit that it has been offered here before the pandemic has, had begun, that it had been offered every day. It's rare that churches offer that. You know, the Basilica here in our, the Basilica of the Immaculate Conception here in Waterbury is probably the only one I know that has daily confessions along with our church. I wonder why not every church can offer the Holy Sacrament of Confession in their churches. If, for example, if we were talking about the pandemic crisis right now, if churches were scheduling Masses every day, you know, why not then schedule daily confessions? It might be suffice to be there, the priests who come to the confessional and hear one penitent and it might save that soul's life forever. Imagine, it could be that penitent's last day. And if there was no opportunity for confession, then how can that person then convert and be revived back with the sacraments of God? So let us be thankful, dear faithful. Let us not take for granted what has been what, have, what we have in our apostolates, and especially in the apostolates of the Institute of Christ the King Sovereign Priest, which we belong to, our religious order that we run uh, more than more uh, a lot of apostolates in the United States. And we continue to, to receive even more uh, assignments and openings in the United States every year. We see that, that uh, in our apostolates, of the institute that confession is indeed scheduled every day and holy mass too so what great benefit for that let us not uh, take that for granted dear faithful and hopefully this pandemic truly we see the goodness there that we do appreciate the sacraments even more when they are deprived from us so let us be thankful that god gave us this downtime right let us pray, continue to pray for our hierarchy that they may continue to be strong, to be good leaders and shepherds in the true gospel of Christ and in the proper teaching and proper correct teaching of the, of the magisterium that it's passed down correctly to all of us. Let us pray for these instead, dear faithful. Instead of lamenting or being sad, 
let us remember how joyful we must be because we are the people of the resurrection. We are the people of the risen Christ. We are the people of the Holy Ghost as well. So let us proclaim that not just simply physically with a smile, right, or being pleasant to others, but we see we must try to reflect it in the splendor that we can have in the secret of our souls. You see, the grace will help us to lead a happy and holy life. So let us try to, re to acknowledge that theology of the notion of grace right, in the Catholic Church. Let us remember that we need to pray and persevere for the graces of God. And may this Pentecost week, which is halfway done now, which is very sad because it is such a joyful octave that everyone should be aware of the many benefits of this octave. Let us continue then and strive to be courageous young souls, dear faithful. Souls that do emanate, do, do exude the love of God in everything that we do. So let us try our best, dear faithful. And hopefully these sermons have been help for you. And we do see that we need to attach more ourselves to our Lord than, than the things here on this earth. So let us strive for that excellence, dear faithful, that spiritual, supernatural excellence that we are called to, to really be in beatitude and unity with God at the end of our lives. So let us pray for that, dear faithful. Let us pray for all of those souls who are faithfully departed. Let us pray for the mercy of God on them, that they may also have eternal life as well. Let us pray for those who are dying. But let us pray also for the church militant here on earth, that we may strive to, to keep and nurture that virtue of charity, which is so much needed in today's world, in this very cold and violent world. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.